And then I started thinking, huh, this is sort of like how I think some of us stepmoms feel about our spouse's (laughs) ex-partners. Like of all the fish in the sea, of all the people on the market, right? Why partner up with that one? Like why pick that one? Where would you take your life if you knew you could not fail? I get it. As a stepmom, mom, and entrepreneur, sometimes it can feel like what everyone else expects of you versus what you dream about for yourself are on opposite ends of the spectrum. As a woman, you're taught from a very young age what society thinks you're worth based on how you look, how you behave, and how much money you're allowed to bring in. But I'm here to show you that you can be the woman who has it all and not just on the outside. I'm Brittany Lynch, and you are the queen of your castle. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Queen of Your Castle podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Lynch. Um, So I just came in from outside, actually, outside, outside the house. Uh, I planted a vegetable garden a few weeks ago, and... I've got some cute little babies, little baby veggie plants that are starting to sprout and it's making me pretty happy. So I've tried gardening for quite a few years and (laughs) I'm getting better. I'm not awesome, but I'm definitely, definitely getting better. You know, I grew up, uh, I grew up in the summers I spent uh, on my grandparents' farm and my grandma used to have this massive, massive, massive garden. So I thought that just by, by default, by proxy, I would know how to garden, but it's a lot, it's a lot more work than I originally anticipated. But, you know, I really, I really do love gardening, um, a lot. Um, specifically, I love that anytime I get in the garden, it's like the garden acts as this really amazing metaphor for life. You probably know me. I'm the metaphor queen. I love a good metaphor. So as I'm out there admiring these cute little pea shoots that are popping up and I'm gushing over how cute and sweet these little potato leaves are that have popped out of the soil, I started thinking about this house that I live in, that we live in, that our family lives in, our stepfamily lives in. And not to sound ungrateful, because I'm certainly grateful, but I don't love this house. I've, in fact, never love this house. It's taken me a long time to even enjoy being here, to be honest. So long story short, I only live in this house as the result of some of the circumstances surrounding Seamus, my husband, Seamus's first separation. And you know, that part's not my story to tell. uh, But I will tell you that from my perspective and my point of view, never in a million billion kajillion years would I have bought this house if I had a say in where we lived like it doesn't mean doesn't hit any of my boxes just don't love it but again like I'm don't I'm super grateful for the roof over my head Uh, we've done some work to it that's made it feel a little bit nicer to be here and there are some really 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 wonderful, magnificent characteristics about this place. One of them being our huge backyard uh, for being in, in town. We've got a pretty big backyard. And and another part of that big backyard is that there's space to have a big garden in the back. 
So as I'm out there admiring my sweet little veggie babies and plucking out the weeds, I got to thinking, why did the people who owned this house before my husband, why did they pick it? Like, why would anyone buy this house? It's got a weird layout. It's got a bunch of wasted space. It's got a weird ass design. Like nothing makes sense in it. It's just 0% my taste. And of all the houses that are on the market every day, like what were the selling points for this couple, this family that bought this house? Because they chose it, right? Somebody chose this house before my husband. And then I started thinking, huh, this is sort of like how I think some of us stepmoms feel about our spouse's ex-partners. <laughs> like of all the fish in the sea, of all the people on the market, right? Why partner up with that one? Like why pick that one? Arguably, some of our partner's exes probably feel the exact same way about us, right? Like why that one? I think it's, I think it's just human nature to want to compare, right? To discern what were the selling features? Every one of our spouse's stories are different and every one of them had different reasons for being with their kids' other parent. And it's not right or wrong or good or bad, but our spouses did choose their kids' other parent at some point. And again, I'm not here to make that wrong. This is not an ex-bashing podcast. You already know that that's not my jam. But I do know a lot of stepmoms from all over the world. And maybe even you are included in this. No, but a lot of stepmoms spend a lot of time comparing themselves to their spouse's ex or exes. So I believe, because so many of us do it, you know, I believe it's only natural to wonder what your partner saw in their ex-lover. And with the way that we're, you know, socially conditioned to believe about partnerships, it's pretty common to feel really protective of your romantic relationship. And it's pretty common to feel a little bit worried about whether or not they still have feelings for each other. It's pretty common with the way we've been conditioned to believe relationships are supposed to be that some of us would aspire to be better than, superior to our spouse's ex. And I think that the underlying driver here is that there's a part of us that believes if we are better than or different than our spouse's ex, that it'll essentially create some sort of safety or security for us. But I don't know about you. <laughs> I don't know about you. But anytime I used to spend any length of energy, time, energy going down that, that really yucky comparison rabbit hole. I've literally never once come out of a Facebook stalking sesh being like, wow, I feel so much better about my relationship now. <laughs> like I've never in my never once in my life have I come out of like a vent session about how much better I am than my husband's ex that I actually felt better. Right. So that's what we're going to take a look at today. You know, we're on the second episode of a series where we are taking a look at some common stepmom beliefs that might be preventing you from living your happily blended life. And so this belief brought to you by my vegetable garden is this really painful, awful mistake that a lot of really unhappy second wives, stepmoms, third wives 
are making over and over and over again. And one of the biggest, most painful mistakes that unhappy stepmoms are making is trying to prove either to themselves or to their partner or both, trying to prove that they're different than or better than their spouse's ex-partner. And if this is hitting a nerve for you, like big breath, I I understand, hear me out. This is coming from a place of love. I love you, okay? And also know, like I get this on a soul level. Like I can't tell you how many times I used to act in certain ways in order to prove to my husband that I was different than, better than, in a different league than his ex. And I lived in this hell on earth where my decision-making compass was almost calibrated entirely based on my interpretations of how my husband's ex would act. I would like dig for information about her. I'd poke around. I would like try and poke my husband to spew venom about how much he hated her, but he literally never would. He never talked shit about her. He's never said a bad word about her in his life, which now I respect. But at the time, made me absolutely fucking live it. Like, what do you mean you don't want to sit around and talk shit about her? I do. <laughs> I do. Talk shit about her with me. He's like, nobody. Like, come on, tell me. Never, never, not one time. <sighs> okay, riddle me this though. If my goal was to create a secure relationship with my husband, where I felt like I was one of the most important people in his life, how in the name of everything holy am I supposed to make that happen? How am I supposed to create safety, security, intimacy with my, with my husband? If I'm dumping all my insecurities about his past relationship on him. And if this is resonating with you, you know, if you are trapped in this web of comparison between yourself and your partner's ex with the intention of creating a safer, more stable relationship with your spouse based on the things you've heard about the ex from other people, you've got another thing coming, my friend, because here's the truth. Trying to create safety and security and intimacy in your relationship by judging and comparing yourself to your partner's ex, it's like trying to get to the moon in a sailboat. It ain't, it ain't gonna happen. It ain't gonna bloody happen. Find me, try and find me, one stepmom who enjoys uh, an atmosphere of trust and intimacy with her partner who says her secret to a thriving relationship is to keep a really close eye on her spouse's ex. Essentially, letting her partner's ex decide how she should show up in her day-to-day life. Like, oh, hey, Sally, you and Alex are such an amazing couple. What's your secret? And Sally says, oh, that's easy. I Facebook stalk Alex's ex. I also make sure to pry Alex to spill the tea. I also make sure to get a dirt session in with my in-laws so that I can have lots of information about the ex. I'm going to use that to be better than the ex was. No. The truth is, the cold hard truth is that, and I love you so much. The truth is that for every action and reaction that you take that's specifically intended to make yourself look like a better person than your spouse's ex because of something you've judged them for doing that's wrong, you're actually eroding the intimacy that you have with your spouse in the long run. Why? Because you're not being authentic. You're not acting authentically to yourself. You're not being authentic with your spouse. 
Like if I found out that the only reason Seamus did certain things for me or our relationship was because he was trying to one up an ex of mine, I wouldn't be flattered. I'd feel tricked and like betrayed and manipulated. If the only way my husband, my partner, my spouse could figure out how to show me love was by picking apart and judging the actions of one of my past lovers, that wouldn't be cute. It's one thing for me to say, you know, X, Y, and Z makes me feel this way. It's another thing for my spouse to be going on their own, (laughs) their own Sherlock Holmes mission and doing their own investigative work and then deciding accordingly based on that. And if you're thinking to yourself like, okay, Brittany, but like, isn't it a really loving partner move to make, right? Like, isn't it a loving thing to understand how my spouse was hurt in the past and make sure I don't do the same things? Isn't that a loving thing to do? To that, I would say it could be, you know, it could be a really loving way to act to like protect your partner's vulnerabilities and protect your partner's pain. But it could just as easily be a betrayal of yourself. Like, for example, like if your spouse's ex slept with your spouse's best friend and your spouse carried that hurt within themselves, they never healed that hurt. And subsequently, because that happened, you were held to this expectation that you would never, ever be allowed to be friends with any of your spouse's friends. And you allowed that, you listened to that, trying not to recreate this pain for them by being in the same room as one of their friends. Like, is that love or is that control? Is that love or is that bending yourself into a version of yourself that makes your spouse comfortable? Is that love Or is that you taking responsibility for your spouse's pain and actually getting in the way of their healing? Now, I don't have the answers. I just have the questions. And I just know that sometimes we have a really skewed idea of what we need to do in order to be loved and in order to be lovable. And maybe some of that might show up in the way that we as stepmoms compare ourselves to the ex in order to be different. Jealousy, you know, jealousy is a natural human emotion. Humans have been blessed with the feeling of jealousy for good reason. It might feel uncomfortable, but that doesn't mean that it's bad. Like the solution to jealousy isn't to try and bamboozle the people around you into loving an inauthentic or exaggerated or watered down version of you. The solution to jealousy isn't to try and avoid it or try to control all any and all situations that it might present itself in. So any time that you have an uncomfortable emotion come up for you, You're being fed information by your very, very, very smart body that has evolved over millions of years with a guidance system that's so advanced, it's far beyond any of our comprehension. Our emotional system is a guidance system. Uncomfortable or not, emotions are not bad. Emotions are never wrong, right? It's what we do with them that might have consequences, 
but they're information, really, really important information. And I understand that, you know, probably most, if not all stepmoms have grappled with the question, if my spouse has already been there, done that with somebody else, does that make our milestones together less special? I understand that probably most, if not all stepmoms have felt a similar way as I felt down in the garden, contemplating what was so special about this house. Why was it chosen? Why would anyone in their right mind pick this house? But I just want to leave you this week with a reflection, a choice to make, something to contemplate, something to journal on maybe. And that's this. You know, if you're not driving, you can write this down and and see what comes up for you. But here's my question. Here's my reflection that I'm going to offer to you this week. Do you want to build the trust and safety and security into your relationship based on judgments you're making of other people, based on insecurities, based on jealousy or fear or comparison? Is that how you want to try and build the foundation of your relationship, foundation of trust and safety? When you do that, you know, you're really putting yourself at risk of creating a relationship that's so out of alignment with who you really are that the exact thing you're trying to avoid in the first place, aka splitting up, that ends up happening. Or do you want to build the trust and safety and security into your relationship because you and your partner have learned how to communicate vulnerably and hold space for each other's fears? and respect each other's traumas and give each other the space to heal personally instead of trying to protect each other from healing, right? Do you wanna build a relationship up so that you don't feel it's necessary to look to your partner's last relationship for reassurance that your current relationship is a good one? Like there's nothing in this life that's meant for you that'll pass you by, period. Like there's no amount of tea, no amount of shade, no amount of Facebook stalking, no amount of scrutinizing another person's move that's going to change that. And inside inside the stepmom story, we take a look a lot at, at responsibility, right? Like who's responsible for what? Who's responsible to do what in a relationship? And I'll tell you right now, it's it's not your responsibility to interpret the mistakes and the missteps that your partner's ex made in their relationship. It's not your responsibility to do that. Like, remember, your spouse holds 50% of the responsibility for their relationship not working out. Whether or not you believe that, it's true. And no matter what you believe, you're going to find in your quest to learn everything about your spouse's ex. No matter what information you feel that you are armoring yourself or equipping yourself with when you go down the rabbit hole and compare and try to be different or better than. I can promise you There's not one second wife or one third wife or one stepmom who has strengthened her relationship by judging or comparing herself and her relationship to her partner's last. If you want to know how to be the best second wife to your spouse that you possibly can, then ask your partner. The relationship that you have is between you and your spouse. That relationship has nothing to do with the relationships that you have with other people, with the kids, has nothing to do with the relationship that they have with their ex. Whether or not you believe that this now or later, once you join the step story, 
Your relationship between you and your spouse belongs to you two and you two only. And we all bring forward lessons. We bring forward growth and pain and trauma, as well as a restored hope for something different. We bring that forward into our new relationships. But that can certainly be achieved through communication with your partner, coaching or therapy individually or with your partner, learning empathy, practicing validation, hearing what your partner is saying instead of trying to be right or trying to be different or trying to be better than. Your relationship can thrive if you release your clutches on trying to make it different than their last relationship was. And I'll tell you right now, there's no Facebook stalking required. In fact, I would recommend, I would advise against Facebook stalking. And I know that, you know, as I make these these recommendations to like stop looking for outside information and go directly to your spouse and have these conversations and be vulnerable and open up that space and listen to what they have to say and say what you mean for a lot of people, communication is is really difficult, right? For a lot of people, communicating vulnerably and authentically with a spouse especially is is really difficult. A lot of us are really good at putting on a mask or a front when it comes to our partnerships, our romantic partnerships. We, as a society, place a really high value on on our marriages, on our on our relationships, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, the 50% divorce rate in first marriages, the 67% divorce rate in second marriages, the 75% divorce rate in third marriages. Divorce, I'm not saying divorce is bad. I'm not saying divorce is a failure. I'm not saying that if somebody gets a divorce or ends a long-term partnership that they're bad or wrong or that they fail. But the relationship model that we are using socially that we prescribe to as a general whole, it doesn't seem to work very well. So it begs the question, like, why not? Right? Why doesn't it? And at least in my interpretation, it seems to be because we show up to these relationships with all the baggage that we have from our past relationships. We don't heal it. We don't practice communicating. We don't, we don't take responsibility for our part in the relationships breaking down. And we expect our new partner to fill all of these holes or be the opposite of our last partners, we expect that from people. And that's not fair. That's not right. That's not authentic. Like no relationship can work out if we're just pretending and acting and trying to be something to somebody that we're actually not. It might work in the short term, right? It might work in the short term, but as a long-term strategy, that's doesn't it doesn't feel good to have to pretend in your partnership and that's why you know in the stepmom story we we take a look at who did society tell you to be who did you grow up thinking that you had to be what relationship qualities did you learn that you were supposed to have in order to be a good partner and is that true for you yes or no are you doing it because somebody told you that you were supposed to or are you doing it because it's authentically you Right? And how do we honor our spouse's feelings and honor our spouse's vulnerabilities without selling ourselves out? 
How do we create safety and security in our relationship where we feel like we are not second choice in a way that doesn't require the comparison to another relationship, that we can go directly to our spouses? How do we foster that? How do we facilitate a really authentic connection with our spouses? It's definitely harder than it sounds. Don't get me wrong. And I get it wrong all of the time. No, Seamus and I have gotten it wrong so many times, so many times. Relationships take a lot of work. They take a lot of courage. You know, if if somebody asked me, Brittany, what is like the number one quality that a, that a couple needs to have in order for their relationship to survive and thrive? I would say courage. Courage to speak your truth. Courage to be your truth. Courage to be authentic. Courage to be seen courage to hear things that you don't want to hear our relationships are mirrors right one of my mentors always says you know life doesn't test you life reflects you so what does that mean to you you know what is what are what are you being reflected in your relationships Hmm, food for thought all right well that's it for me for today i'm gonna go back out to the garden go back to the garden and see see what what inspires me moving forward maybe there'll be another garden metaphor in the next episode next episode actually we are continuing this series of stepmom beliefs common stepmom beliefs that that we share that are actually damaging our position as stepmoms and second wives and third wives discrediting disproving showing you a different way to think about these things that we develop in order to keep ourselves safe to keep ourselves protected to keep ourselves secure but that are actually doing us more harm than good so send me a message on the gram send me a dm and we can chat about this episode if if you like and otherwise i'll see you back here next week Hey there, Brittany here. I wanted to let you know about a special online mini training that I'm offering for free for a limited time. It's called Peace, Love, Stepmom. And not to toot my own horn, but beep beep, it's pretty freaking awesome. Peace, Love, Stepmom will give you the exact steps to take in order to create more harmony in your stepfamily without feeling like you have to walk on eggshells or bite your tongue or ignore your own needs just to keep the peace. Because if you are listening to this, then chances are pretty good that you know there's a big difference between not fighting and actually feeling peaceful. To enroll in Peace Love Stepmom and get immediate access to this incredible online course, head to peacelovestepmom.com and sign up. It's totally free. You don't want to miss it. So go to peacelovestepmom.com to enroll and get immediate access. I hope this episode got your wheels turning and showed you just how powerful you are. I would invite you to take 30 seconds and tap subscribe to this podcast. When you subscribe to the podcast, then rest assured you will never miss an episode. And in no time, spinning your wheels will be a thing of the past. 
Thank you for listening and subscribing. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the absolute world to me if after you subscribed, you jumped on over and left me a five-star review and better yet, a written review. I am on a mission to let every mom and stepmom know that you can create the life of your dreams. And I need your help to change the world. The world needs us. Thank you so much for subscribing and leaving me a five-star review. I will see you next week. For more behind-the-scenes action and to get really up close and personal with me and our beautiful step family, jump on over to Instagram and follow me at the step queen. Don't be shy. Send me a DM. Tag me in your posts, tag me in your stories, let me know what you're up to and what about the podcast has been blowing your mind. I cannot wait to get to know you better and Instagram is my jam. I love you so much. I love you so much. Make it rain, girlfriend.